Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business of Music podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know about owning and growing a music business. My name is Elliot Towsley, and my business partner, James Landry, and I are your hosts. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on our next podcast. And to learn even more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Business of Music podcast. I did have one interesting email come to me, and this is why we tell people to send us an email when they have something that they want to talk about. And that email is contact at denovoagency.com. We had somebody who said, who sent me a DM on Instagram and he said, yo, I love your podcasts. If I didn't learn some of the basic stuff from you guys, I think a label was about to take me for a ride. I said, Dan, like what happened? And he said, so this label was interested in my December release. So he must have a new song coming out next month. He said, they said that they wanted it. The owner sends a follow-up email asking for his master's uh, proof of ownership, his social security number, driver's license. And then he said, and a bunch of other stuff. He says, so there was no basic terms in the email, just asking for a whole bunch of personal information. And then the label said, just an offer of a fair royalty split. And then this guy asks, what that is. And the email that they sent back to him was so sorry to hear that we are looking for artists with attitude, with passion for the music and talents. The numbers are important, but really they fuck it all up. They say the numbers are important, but for a really artist with the qualities mentioned before, there are not the only priorities. Wow. So that is not a, uh, let me read that one more time. Just the mouth vomit that was. All right. Quote, the numbers are important, but for a really artist with the qualities mentioned before, there are not the only priorities. (laughs) So we prefer to keep the keep far from this deal. Good luck. Have a great day. So this label said, we love your song. Can we have all your personal information in the masters? And then he said, well, what do I get? And they said, well, what do you mean? And they were all like, oh, it's not about what you get. It's about the music. And then they said, okay, screw off. He says, I think that they were trying to steal the master and release it on their own, like get the royalties or whatever. He said, yeah, you get the terms before you get the deal. Of course. And then, hang on, I'm just reading what he says. It says, to make it more interesting. Oh, so he's got a whole nother. Okay, okay. Now I got it. So this guy, same guy. To make it more interesting, he says, I signed with a distribution company for 12 months due to their relationship with Spotify. Also not thinking labels would be terribly interested in me yet. Or more labels have asked and offered to release my next two tracks. The distribution company won't release distribution exclusivity, even though they'll get the same royalties. (laughs) Happy to help those learn from that simple mistake, even though I specifically have some carved out language around label releases. 
It's just not even worth litigating. And that's exactly what they want. So let's, re- James, can, can you recap what you heard in lawyer speak? Like, yeah. what did you, what do you think was the goal there for the label? Yeah, I think that label, if it was a real label, actually just wanted to take the music show ownership by showing that they have all the personal information and claim that he signed to them. Um, but huh. if it wasn't a real label, it could have just been a scam trying to get his personal information, period. And the music really didn't matter. Um, mm, never thought of that. So the label, yeah, it doesn't sound like they're legit if they're any decent at all. Um, most people are scam artists if it, you think about most of these labels, alleged labels, or distribution companies, and that's what they did to him. Um, I don't think he's with United Masters. I don't know if anyone's signing to United Masters for 12 months per se, but someone like, uh, what's the company in LA? There's a company in LA, a distribution company that's very popular. The hell is the name of it? Do you remember? A company that usually they will take a song or two and they'll buy distribution rights from you. They'll pay you up front, but they'll take the songs and they'll distribute it and then they'll take a split. Um, that's a good distribution deal. Usually a distribution deal, just because they have a relationship with Spotify, which no one does, is a joke or, as well. Well, the thing is, yeah, exactly. What does that mean? Songflower yeah, has a relationship with yeah. Spotify, meaning we put the songs there. What does that even and mean, right? Exactly. It doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. No one has a deal with like labels have deals with Spotify. A distribution company doesn't. And if they're taking a percent from you, that's purely because they want a percentage. Now, what you'll learn now recently actually is think about it. If labels, if distribution companies had deals with Spotify, Spotify would be paying them a lower split. So it would take these these places or companies longer to recoup money. And that's what Spotify is starting to offer to everyone. Why would Spotify offer this to everyone if they were making money off big time labels doing this already? And they're offering that lower cut, their lower royalty rate for higher SEO. Um, I've seen that recently a lot too. A lot of people think distribution companies have different SEO with Spotify. Like it helps. It doesn't. You're literally nothing changes who you distribute through will not affect your search results on Spotify. The only thing that will affect your search results on Spotify is opting into their new program that they announced recently and accepting a lower rate. They don't even say it's going to positively affect you or do any better. All they're saying is, eh, you might have better odds to get on Discover Weekly or Release Radar or Daily Mix. But distribution companies didn't have that ability before. It's not like when we negotiated with Spotify for Songflower, that they're like, hey, we have an offer. Um, yeah, right. Here's your rate. We'll it's give you a rate. lower rate. And we'll Everyone, give a, yeah. yeah. Right. We'll give them a better spot. No, they didn't. They never offered that to us. It's not a thing. They don't care. Um, Spotify does have platinum or gold like distributors. And all that means is they've gotten a certain amount of songs distributed. It's not because they treat them better or anything. It is literally Spotify going, oh, yeah, sure. You want platinum? You've distributed so many songs through us. Cool. There you go. Um, right. And they use that to their advantage. It's not. It does not help the artist in any way to go with a bigger name distributor or someone who claims they have a relationship with Spotify. Um, the Orchard, for example, through Sony. People think they, oh, I use the Sony's distribution company. Why? 
yeah. they the, all they're doing is taking 10 percent of your streams that like why there is no benefit to that there's no just because it's sony's does not make it better for you it does nothing different than anyone else so signing a distribution deal with a company just royalty split is not useful most likely it's never going to be useful but i the name escapes me it's in california it's pretty AWOL? popular no awol is an actual distribution company this one is a, a distribution label type setup oh. um they pay artists for their masters in the right to distribute they pay an upfront cost they get Give an artist four grand and say, We want to distribute your song. We're going to give you four grand up front. After we recoup all of that money, we'll start paying your royalties. That is a good distribution deal for an artist, depending on what the split is, because you're getting money that you wouldn't get otherwise. Just signing a deal for a royalty split because someone claims they have a relationship is garbage. It's no yeah. different than signing with me because, hey, I'm, I'm friends with the CEO of Logic's label. You should pay me more. I'm not going <laughs> to help you talk to him. I'm not going to do anything for you or give you any right. connection, but I have his phone number. He's a nice guy. He checks in on me. You should pay me more because I know him. Right. Well, and like in that example, right, like the distributor doesn't have anything, doesn't have any skin in the game. It's not like distributing a song costs $1,000 and oh, well, they're out 1000 You know, it costs next to nothing. So... If they're just saying, yeah, you know, we, you know, when this grows, we're going to, you know, we can help it grow and we're going to, or hang on, let me put it this way. A lot of artists assume that, well, they get 10%. So they're motivated to market it for me because they're, they're going to make their money. And I'm like, <laughs> like they're, they don't care if your song is, if your if your song gets one stream they're excited because they're not playing the game of, Oh, we need 10 huge artists on here so that we can get our 10% back. They're saying, let's get 10,000 artists on here. And if all of them get a thousand streams, cause they're all kind of independent artists in the same level. But if we get 10 or 15 or 20% of it, and we have to sit here and do nothing, which is what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> once they once the service of getting your song on the streaming platforms and the digital stores once that service is done the work that a distributor does for you is done now they allow you to track the data they give you some tools that you can use to market yourself but they are not doing anything to market your music they put your music on the streaming platforms Period. That is it. Yeah. And well, actually, this leads us into something we wanted to talk about. There's a great quote that Russ put on his Instagram account yesterday. It was in his story, and I wrote it down, typed it. <laughs> he says, if you're still letting a company take 15% of a distribution fee in 2020, you're condoning your own exploitation. Distribution nowadays is pressing one button and it going to the DSPs. That's not worthy of 15%. He goes on to say, distribute your own music and you'll see how exploitative 
I think I said that right. Labels are. Distribute your own music and you'll see how exploitative, there it is, labels are. So but that he's exactly right. Imagine like using WeTransfer or Dropbox or Google Cloud and clicking on one file from your laptop, clicking and dragging it and dropping it into Dropbox. And then you're done. That is what a distribution company does. They have a nice dashboard where you can see the data that you generate on your own and that every distributor has because they're all pulling from the same thing on Spotify. Spotify has something called an API key that's, that lets certain companies have access to certain data. And these distributors are all tapped into the exact same Spotify API key, and they're all fed the exact same amount of data. And now some distributors have their own metrics that they create for you, but the, they're created out of the data that is given to them from the same key that everybody else has access to. There is no data from Spotify that one distributor has that another distributor does not. Unless they don't want to share it with you, unless you pay more money. Right. And there's, but, exactly. Uh, in my example, I mean, meaning DistroKid is the example there. DistroKid has the data that we have and that everyone else has, but they want to charge you more for it. Uh, even though they have it already, it's not like they have to do anything different. They're not, oh, <laughs> they get it you, we're going to charge you more because we need more. We have more work to do now. No, they've already got it. Just like you already have it for free on Spotify for artists. They have it. They just, it's a money grab. Yeah. There's a lot of money grabs. Um, it sounds like, you know, back to this client's email that he sent in about the, dis the bullshit deal that he was sent. That was a pure money grab. And they're going for the same on a lower scale of a, a big online distributor trying to get 10,000 musicians in there and all have them be somewhat okay and get a little bit of streams every time. This company was probably trying to get a, a hundred or 200 of people who just right sign these little things and they say, Oh, cool. Like they're going to help put my music on a DSPs because that takes a lot of time and, <laughs> and connections. Not anybody can just do that. Right. Um, and then like, they just sit back and as these musicians promote their own music, then they're just automatically getting their 20% or more. And then what happens is we've run into clients a handful of times that have said something along the lines of this. Hey, you know, one of my favorite songs, I was working with this bullshit distri distribution company or this bullshit promoter or somebody who now owns 15 or 20% of my song. What do I do in, the, in terms of like, they kind of say, look, I don't want to like go to court. I don't want to suit. Like what, what can I do? They're, they're caught between, well, this is one of my favorite songs and I really want to promote it, but right away I'm out 20%. And they're like, well, what should I do? And, and it's a tough question. It's a case by case basis. Often if it's the song that's most marketable, you got, you just got to, I think, swallow it and say whatever until you have the next song that is your next most marketable song i think you got to swallow it um but yeah 
lots of money grabs, both on distribution companies and or distribute like you know these and kinds of promoter guys. Yeah, go back to that request by them. They're asking for all this personal information. That's never going to happen. Definitely not just over an email or and they don't know. And they're also not going to ask you for the file. You shouldn't be giving them any of that until you see a full contract. You'll never have to give it. And on the contract, you'll finally give your name, your address, and your social at most. Or your, your day of birth. But you're not going, to, even then, after that sign, then they're finally going to be like, most contracts, um, the fastest I've ever seen one is like seven days after they want the master file by seven days after you sign. No one even asked for it the same day. Like this isn't a rush thing. We need There's it right now. Any, yeah. If you ever get a contract that says we need this today or we're moving on, it's probably not a good contract <laughs> or a scam or something in it. The only time I'd say immediate within 24 hours is ever needed is a sync license. Um, for example, recently um, had a client who is getting in the new NBA 2K. They reached out to him and said, you have 24 hours. And he did. Like They have a video game they're trying to make and send out. He had 24 hours. That is expected. Not for a label. There should never be a label or a distribution company that says, you got no, 24 hours. This needs to be signed back to us. And we need all your masters. Why? They're not, and like, it doesn't benefit them in any way. If you think about it, if they're trying to get you signed fast, they're probably, that, that's their way of going, hey, we give you a chance to get an attorney. We didn't make you sign right away. We gave you 24 hours. And if you sign without getting it reviewed or having any idea, you're stuck with it because in that contract, it's going to say you had the right to get an attorney and you waive that or you got one. Like, so right. anyone who's asking for personal information should not be asking for that until after anything is signed. If someone wants to sign or distribute a song to you and they're not giving you upfront money, there better be a benefit for you is the best way to think about it. What is the benefit for you? Cool, they're distributing the song. How much does that cost? Oh, Songflower is going to cost $10. So they're saving you $10 and taking 20% of every stream you get. What other benefits do you get? I'll wait. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing. Um, exactly. And I mean, the thing is, is I think the status quo for so long was like, well, yeah, distributors, they got to make the music. They got to make these CDs and ship them and physically bring them to a record store. And, or like, but it's now it's on the internet. Overhead. It's no different than like, so distributors used to be like, uh, Vistaprint. Vistaprint makes your stuff and ships it off. So you don't have to hold it, make it and ship it. That's what CDs used to be. Like you don't have to burn each CD individually on your computer. CD baby was great at that because overhead is expensive. They would buy, they'd hold it. You'd still have to find shelving space if you're going to sell it in a store. They weren't going to help you do that. Why are they now expected to help you get streams? They never right. helped. They didn't help you sell CDs. They just made them. And now all they're doing is helping you put your music on these platforms. They're not helping you sell them. They're just, they're doing it. Here it is. It's on the platform. Why are people even thinking that giving up any percentage is a good idea is beyond me. But signing a contract with a distributor seems stupid too. And they, once they get you in, they want to keep you in because you're at first refusal. It's never not yep. worth it not to litigate. So whoever that is should reach out to me because most likely it's a quick email from an attorney. They're going to go, okay, yep, sorry. 
we fucked up. You're right. It says in the language. But the right of first refusal exists for this exact reason. Their goal is to keep you in because they're making money now. So if you want to get out, it's because you're about to make more money, most likely. And they know that. Yep. Well, I mean, this is all a perfect example of why we decided to build out Songflower. Um, we, we've been talking a lot about de novo agency, and we haven't really dove into what Songflower is. Um, so, I mean, with this example, and I mean, it's a perfect gateway. So, I mean, like, what is Songflower? We say it's artist-friendly music distribution. So what do we mean by artist-friendly? We kind of just gave a big spiel about how distributors in general, like, don't, like, I'm getting ahead of myself. We gave a big spiel about how distributors often have deals that we don't think are artist-friendly anymore. Don't get me wrong. The service they do is great. They, and like, it's a very needed service um, because it coordinates it and makes it very, very easy for uh, musicians to get their music on all of these stores at one time, rather than having to call Spotify or email or set it up and submit and then do the exact same thing on Apple Music and then set it up and have another account to view your data on Tidal or Amazon. So like that'd be a huge pain in the ass and um, distributors are, are definitely valuable, but it's just all distributors do the same thing. They're all toll booths that allow access to the same highway at the same price to them. And the only difference to a musician in terms of how it impacts you and your business is how you pay for that service. So there are some distributors that will do something like, like CD Baby does something like, it's like $29 for the pro version, a one-time fee, $29, but they also take 9% of your royalties forever. And that's per single. Now there are other companies like DistroKid that will do something along the lines of they pay $30 a year and upload as much music as you want. And that sounds great until you realize that I, you are either stuck in a loop of having to pay every single year. Granted, it's only 30 bucks, but it's still every single year for the rest of your life or until you don't want that music down or up, sorry. Or it, they take your music down. As soon as you stop paying, they poof. Now, they offer some sort of upgrade that you can get can get out of that and it's called a legacy upgrade but that's i think twenty dollars or thirty dollars per song so you're kind of stuck in this loop as an artist where i'm either giving away a recurring payment forever or i'm giving away some of my royalties forever for this service that is a one-time service granted i have new music each time but it's a one-time thing so what we did with Songflower was now that it's so easy to do this all online and we don't need to worry about making physical CDs and shipping them, them to stores. And it's, it's relatively easy to get into connection and do this online relative to what it's been throughout the, you know, the life of the music industry. So we've done music distribution in the exact same way that 
all the other distributors have done. All we've done is change how the artist pays for it. On our platform on Songflower, a single is 10 bucks. An EP, which is two songs to six songs, that's 20 bucks. And an album is 20 tracks or under to six. Up to 20 tracks is an album. And that's 30 bucks. And it's one time fee per release. And you never have to pay for it again. We take 0% royalty fee. There are no hidden fees. And the one last thing I'll go into is now I gave CD Baby and DistroKid as two examples, and they're the kind of the counterparts in terms of how you pay. CD Baby is a one time payment, but they also take your equity or in your royalties. DistroKid is a one time payment per year, upload as many songs as you want but you got to pay every single year. And then there are some distributors that are somewhere in between that spectrum. And that's again, all these distributors do the same thing. It's a matter of how you as an artist pay for it. And with those two examples of CD baby and distro kid at the base level, I think CD baby was 29 bucks per song at the, or that was the pro level. But even then, right? Okay, so the next thing they say, well, you need a UPC code and you need that ISRC number that's required. Well, that's a $5 fee. So right away, you're already at $35 plus 9%. And now DistroKid, they do something else where they say, well, if you want to put this and have this on Shazam so that if somebody hears this song and they say, hey, hey Siri, because that's what Apple uses to do Shazam, and mine just went off see but so anyone with an iphone that says hey what's this song that's shazam think of how many people that is distro uh, distro kid if you want access to that they charge you either a dollar or two dollars per song and it's a small fee but it's the fact that they charge you a little upgrade and then they say well if you want access to to set your song up in the future and you don't want to distribute it today. And you said, I want to set this up to distribute it next month. Well, then there's another $6 fee or something. And I'm, now I'm losing track of the numbers. But they're all little fees. They nickel and dime you here and there. And we just didn't think that was artist friendly. Because after we set up the business and realized, like, you know, the logistics of running a music distribution company, we, we saw how, and I'm from the music perspective of actually being the artist. And it's just like, man, they, all these things that you like need. Of course, I need to be on Shazam. Of course, I need to be, of course, I need the UPC code. Why isn't this just included? And they nickel and dime you, they upsell you here and there for a bunch of bullshit. So all we've done is we've just said, you know what? Unlock all the upgrades, giving them the cheat code. You get all the upgrades included. There's no upselling. There's no bullshit. And that's what I yeah. like about Songflower. So there's, there's some other big ones that you missed. So I'm going to go through some more upgrades that these companies have. Um, DistroKid, that 20, well, it's what they market as $20 a year and $19 a year. That's without the data. So then you're paying $30 a year with the data, but that's only for one artist. So well, if the, you decide the, to change your artist name, you have to upgrade either to the label account, which is 45 a year, but that only caps, I think it's at five artists or maybe 10, either way. So everything they're doing is to get you in the system. Once you're in the system, you are going to keep paying forever. 
If you want to pay the legacy fee, you can do that per song forever. You can pay the legacy fee, but they've even said themselves before. There's comments. It's on Reddit. If you look it up, it's funny because they say you can pay the legacy fee, but you can't just cancel your subscription because you did that. The legacy fee was actually originally designed for you to pay in case your credit card didn't go through for a month. That was it. They just wanted more money. It wasn't to give your song up forever. It was to bridge the gap until you you paid again. So DistroKid wants you in the system, just like United Masters wants you in the system. United Masters is taking either 10% or $60 a year. And their goal is volume. How many people can we get? Same with DistroKid. How many people can we get to just keep paying? And think about it. You know, $60 a year doesn't sound like a lot, but that's how I mean, relative like that's okay. It'd be like a little bit less than Netflix. So that well, just, I mean, I'm just trying to draw a parallel of like these companies are trying, like they want to get you in. They want to keep the price low enough that you just have it and you just always have it. And it's and just, you okay. missed, what's funny about all of this to me is if you miss a payment that they only pay Spotify once to upload your song. Mm-hmm. But if you miss a payment, they go in themselves and take it down. They don't need to. It mm. doesn't. Spotify doesn't care. Spotify, yeah, your song's up. It's yeah, but up. Do they care? But right. These companies have designed a system that they punish you if you miss a payment or you don't want to keep paying, and they go and take it down for no reason. They could just leave it, and you'd be fine. But mm-hmm. they're in a system that they want you to keep paying, and. Really, their goal is get you in with 10 songs and make it so it's almost impossible for you to leave because you have to pull them down if you want to leave or you pay legacy fees, which are stupid amount of money to keep your songs up forever. So it said to you, fine, I'll pay $20 a year forever. But if you ever make it and you ever make it big, now you're going, oh, shit, now I have to go pay for each song to stay up forever. Or if you're a new United Masters, you have the very first refusal on you. So they've got you stuck. So if a label did come to you, it's just like the client we had. A label went to them and they said, no, we're not giving you your song. You, you cannot take your songs down. Or you can in 90 days because they want to make their money. It's all about volume. Um, it's a lot like labels. Labels will sign 100 people with the hope that one goes big. And if that one goes big, they make all their money back and more. That's what these companies are doing. Um, well, at least United Masters companies that take a split. So. Songflower, we've made it. It's ten dollars for a single. I don't care what artist name you use. We don't care how many artist names you use. You can release fifteen artist names. It doesn't matter. Right. Twenty dollars for an EP. It can have as many artists on it as you want. We don't care because it doesn't change anything. It's not like it costs us more money because you have a different artist name. They just want to make more money. It's upgrades. They're trying to get you to upgrade. And then. Really, the thought of all of this is is it's flat rate, everything's included. Another big thing that DistroKid makes you upgrade to, future platforms. Mm. DistroKid only distributes like six platforms, six or eight, I think. And they go, we're always adding more. No, you're not. I've never seen you add a single one. Six to eight, you're always adding more. You know how many you could have by now? We have over 100, I think. We just added like three more this week. If you think about it, they make you pay extra money if you want to be guaranteed for them to distribute your old music to new platforms. So TikTok. Yeah. If you right. were on DistroKid exactly. before TikTok came big, you had to go now, back and pay to get your mm-hmm. music on TikTok. Again, ours is automatic. It's included. 
if you if released you a song what, with us, right? We, now, like, you we, released a song with us, and twenty years from now, something called <laughs> I don't know, Octoc. <laughs> <laughs> decides to become a music to, like a big platform and you want your music there we would do it immediately when we get access to it for free it just click a button distribute to all future platforms for free it's not an upgrade it's not any of this other garbage um i still think i don't know of any other distributors that distribute to as many platforms as us and the goal of it is really to give you the most opportunities to get heard because you want to be in front of as many people as possible. Um, and you don't know where that one fan will be listening. Mm -hmm. Well, and as many, all of those platforms have their own little algorithm and you never know what, what one could do. And maybe who knows, maybe you have the next big EDM song that's going to hit in Taiwan. Who knows? But I mean, that's really the gist and the thing that we keep hearing ironically is what's the catch mm -hmm. and it's almost kind of we didn't expect this much i'm not calling it resistance but the thing is is the music industry for independent artists has been so slimy and so shady and so bullshit for so long that like when people <laughs> hear something and they're all like all right I've heard there's something going on here because this sounds, you know, this doesn't sound, this sounds fishy in the way, in the sense that this sounds too good to be true. And the thing is, is like, it's just, yeah. I had someone read the terms and conditions, send them to me and ask if there was anything we'd left out on purpose. <laughs> like, yes, because that's how terms and conditions work. Oh, that's right. You didn't like agree to this hidden cut. This are you kidding? <laughs> and it was like, oh. no, that's it. Like, but what about like if I want to take my music down? Can I? I was like, yeah. You sure. just click the button. Like, we, you don't even works. have to ask us. We don't care. You just hit yeah. the button. The other companies that make you, you ask them, it's because they want control of the song. They don't want you to leave. Once they've got you in, they want you to stay. We no, just click. But we don't care. <laughs> we want you to stay but the thing is we view it we don't view i got it and we're going to keep rocking with this after i just nailed it so these are the just music distributor companies they their product is their what hang on hang on let me get this right i know where you're going yeah so you are the reoccurring payment no, no, to I them. Get it. no. These other companies are evaluated based on how many songs you give them, not my, how many people are on there. United Masters is worth more money if they have 100,000 songs than 100,000 people because they're getting 10% of every song. Right. They want really more music. Sense. It keeps you in. So their product is the song. Your song is their product. Our product is our client. We care about the client. We will do better the more clients we have. They do better the more songs they have because it keeps them tied in. Mm. They would much rather have 100,000 songs from 10 clients because those songs can't, it would be almost impossible for those clients to get them down. We would rather have 100,000 clients with 10 songs. Even We only get paid when you release music, but our base is you're going to release a song in the future. We are the ones you should be using. 
we are going to succeed because you're going to come back to us because we're clear, we're fair, and you have control of your music. These other companies don't let you keep control. If be takedown or right of first refusal, their goal is to keep you in, their, your song in. You pay, but they make their money based off how many songs do you have in because you're a risk factor. They're doing risk calculations. We got, I have no doubt that DistroKid goes, cool, we've got a new artist. They have one song. They could leave at any time and we don't get our money next year. What can we do to get them to stay? Three, four, five songs would keep them here because they're going to keep paying now. And every time they release, we got the legacy fee on top of it. Whereas that's all they want. They want you to stay because if you're staying, you have a bunch of songs on their platform, they will make money for years to come off of you. I'm sure you probably have your sentence formulated now, though. <laughs> well, like you're right. Like they are making money on your streams. We make our money on the release. Like that's it. If your song goes and gets a million streams, hell yeah. We don't get any money out of it. With us, we believe the music is the reoccurring fee, not you. You know, that like when you put out a new song, that's the reoccurring fee. If your song does well, you like the service, then you'll just say, well, this makes sense. I don't need to give up royalties. I don't need to do any more bullshit payments. The next song, song number two, is the reoccurring fee. All the other ones, their reoccurring fees are your royalties. Oh, you, forever. When you're 57, not making music anymore, you'll still be paying them a little bit of what you've already made. Is there any other service in music that has a reoccurring fee that you have to just keep paying? Even ASCAP and BMI don't make you pay more than like you pay. Well, because they're all collecting the money that you make. That's what, so you I just, that's what I mean. There's just no other service out here. There's no other uh, I mean, music anywhere other than like a gym. A gym membership is a recurring fee. Netflix Spotify. is a recurring fee. Spotify is a recurring fee. These are all things you're su supposed to, uh, I, supposed to be using every month. Like you're consistently using them. How, how many people actually release a song every month? But you're paying. How many people... Like even think about, I, I don't get why people pay for promotion just to let United Masters take 10%. Right. Right. Yeah. So now you've got your record out and you're going to start running $100 Facebook ad. Well, you might as well give $10 of it to United Masters or more. Say if those people actually go and hit and a bunch of people listen to it. Now, exactly. You're going to be paying. It's like, it's like there's a tax. They're the tax man. and everything you do, you promote yourself or you, you have a little fan base. You put an album out on United Masters and it hits release radar and a shit ton of people listen to your music. Well, good for you. And 10% of it right away goes out the fucking window. For what? They didn't put you on release radar. You did. You put yourself there. Your audience did. They don't say, hey, yeah. hey, Spotify, one of our clients, one of these 40,000 songs that's going to come out tomorrow, one of them is one of our clients. Dude, you should hook us up because we get our 10%. Do you think Spotify gives a shit? Like, or, and do you think that, that that's what's going on with distributors? Because it's not. And it's just so many ways 
I can go with this conversation. There's so much, so many issues with like DistroKid, for example. They want you to succeed, right? They want you to market your music and do well, but they don't give you the data to do that unless you pay more. Find your target they audience can, for $9.99. That pretty much <laughs> means they could care less if you actually succeed in music. They just want you in the system. Because once you're in the system, you're going to keep paying them. Cool. And now you want all oh, you actually want to succeed. Yeah, well, you got to pay us more for that. You want to set a release date? You got to pay us more. I talked to someone recently, and he was like, uh, he was, when should I release my song? I'm like, oh, you know, a Friday would be good. Like, <laughs> but you want to think about this too. You need to give Spotify two weeks notice at least for a chance to get like release radar, discover weekly. You can't do that with DistroKid unless you pay them an extra $10 a year. You, they just, you hit go and it goes up in three, four days whenever they feel like it's done. Just nickel and just one thing after another. Shazam, two bucks. That, 10 bucks. Legacy fee later, 30 bucks. Now you're up to talking, you're talking like 100 bucks a song. And then going back to CD Baby, an EAN or UPC being $5. I, I don't know why. Yeah, that's required. We hit you a cannot button. distribute a song without one. It's part of you the go deal. On our, you go on <laughs> our page, you hit EAN, and one will populate. The next one in line will populate. Free, they charge five dollars to do that it's for no just, reason, and then they sit there taking nine percent afterwards because well, they helped you because put your they give you a discount on the UPC code, so they take it in the back end. Yeah, they get the money <laughs> at the back end. But well, the thing is, is they've just and like people buy into well, you know, they're maintaining this big website and this big thing this big platform for me to check my data on in, you know, and it's like, well, how much do you think it costs to maintain a website? <laughs> like, I don't know. And if the thing is, is just like, look, all the services, they all have their little caveats of what makes them different. But in terms of where they charge you or what they don't provide you, none of them have a thing where it's like, well, there's a big bonus to go in here. They can get you a higher pay rate on Spotify. There's another thing we hear frequently. Yeah, Spotify and all of these streaming platforms, no matter where you go, if, if you sell us your single on iTunes for 99 cents on one distributor you versus another, you get the same. They, the, the streaming platforms in the stores pay the distributors the same amount, unless there's some sort of like private deal. But that's for Interscope Records, not for a guy in their basement and and yeah, like, that and then another one we get is the splits oh how much is it going to cost for me to split my rosies it's free it's you just free type in their paypal account for song flower we send it district kid they have to sign up for an account they have, they have to, to have a yearly. district kid account they what a have joke you pay yearly even if they don't release music like if you want to give your manager a split without having to like hire an accountant and do it all they have to pay a district kid. Um, I'm not sure about United Masters, but consistently people always ask us like, well, can we do splits? How much do those cost? I'm like, what do you mean? How much do those cost? So apparently they cost money other places. I don't know why. It makes yep. no sense. Um, I really don't get it. Things or like just it's little things that make your business easier is how they make their money by nickel and diming those things. Like you want Shazam. So they know that. 
You want future outlets. You want to be automatically released to future stores. They know that. You want to pay your co-writer, your co-artist. They know that. And that's how DistroKid gets people in the system. Because if they, if Elliot and I do a song together, Elliot uses DistroKid, I'm screwed. I have to go sign up for DistroKid just to get him paying me. And once he's paying me and I'm on DistroKid, I might as well just use them. And that's their goal. And that's why they do it that way. To get them in. Where we are like, we don't care if you sign up with us or not. We'll pay whoever you tell us to pay. It doesn't matter. You hit a button, they'll pay them. They just have to have PayPal. Yeah, and that's just like DistroKid right. pays PayPal. And every, yeah. PayPal's the easiest way. And the reason we use PayPal, we, I have had this question. So the reason Songflower uses PayPal is because asking your producer or someone, imagine if you oh, paid for Mike Will for the yeah. bank information after you bought a beat from him, or you reach out to Seth in the kitchen, you get a beat from him and you go, Oh, hey, yeah, uh, for me, pay that split. Can you give me, give me your bank account info? Your personal bank, <laughs> your account number, and I just need your account number and your routing number, yeah, and perhaps the uh, your mother's maiden name, and uh, that should do it, I think, maybe. Perhaps the zip code where you were born, that'd be good, too. Yeah, <laughs> like you come off like a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't want to share that. Producers no. don't want to share that. People would rather pay that little fee that PayPal charges then give you their personal bank account information. And I would, as an attorney, if I'm representing someone like Seth in the kitchen, who's number one right now with the baby, he's doing pretty much all of the baby stuff. If Elliot went and bought a beat from him and Elliot was like, yo, Seth, can I get your uh, bank account info? I would be like, no, he, you cannot. You, yeah. you can pay him by check or PayPal. And right. Elliot would be like, oh, check. That's annoying as fuck. Why do I have to do that? You don't. But those are your options. When it comes to getting paid, and that's why SongCloud doesn't do bank account info because it's not worth it. It's not safe. It's not safe for other people. Yeah, it's just like writing a check. I've heard that before, but they don't want to give that information out. I don't blame them. I don't want to give that information out. I don't want to give a check to someone I don't know because it, that information's on it. And it's personal information that if you're running a business, you don't want to have to give out. You just get paid them through PayPal without making them sign up for anything. That's another thing. Right. Can you imagine buying a beat and then being like, yeah, I'll pay you a split. Um, you just got to give me, you just got to sign up for DistroKid. Yeah. And it's $30 a year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? Like, well, <laughs> yeah. And the thing, like a lot of people nowadays are just getting their beats on BeatStars. They don't necessarily have a personal relationship with these producers. So it's really easy to be like, all right, well, who's the PayPal address I sent? to buy the beat there it is boom copy paste boom done and then it's you know check the leases that you have to see what amount you're supposed to pay them but i mean we're trying to make your music business easier and <laughs> both on the personal side of like actually having to personally go ask a producer you probably don't know for their banking information so that you can pay them what they, they don't even know you. They don't know if you're a big artist or not. They're going to think, I'm not giving this guy. He's going to get a thousand streams. I'm not giving him my banking information. So instead, just be, you can just do it automatically. You don't even necessarily need to ask them. But you can just be like, hey, by the way, I love the beat. I made a song. It's coming out next week. You can expect payments whenever I get them. Thank you. Done. Yep. And then that will probably lead to a nice personal relationship that you can do these different deals with if he likes the yeah, song yeah. you gotta be good at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like song flower 
I don't know of anything Songflower doesn't offer that other people do. The only thing right now that we don't do is content ID. And I will be very clear, we do not do YouTube content ID and YouTube music right now. Because YouTube's copyright process is not the same as the international process. We register with the international protocol to ensure that no one else steals your music. And we make sure that even if you had to steal your music and put it on Facebook, they wouldn't be able to. Like We lock it down. But YouTube is a different monster. And YouTube is this way on purpose. We're working on it. And I expect it. I don't have a timeline. But as of right now, we are not doing content ID and we're not distributing to YouTube. Because the ones that do, if you look at it, are all taking a percentage cut. The same with the people who collect mechanical royalties from you. For you, they're doing it because they are taking a cut. We're doing all of this without taking a cut, so this process is a little bit different, and we're working on. It. Yep. Yeah, we get that question a lot. Um, but that is again with the. We're trying to come up with a phrase that we want to call this this feature that we have where you'll automatically be able to upload to these new platforms. Eventually when YouTube is new to us, I believe you'll be able to just click the box and hit apply. So you won't need to pay again. If this is something that. Yeah. You don't even have to do anything. You don't even have to go in and look to see if we've added it. As long as you click the box that says add to future outlet, it will just go. Um, and that box is automatically checked for you. So you'd actually have to choose to not be added to future outlets which is up to you. We ultimately don't care. But when YouTube is added, it will go there automatically. You'll be all set. Um, it's everything's a work in progress, obviously. And part of this is the copyright issues with music content ID. A lot of people don't have the least they need to be putting music on YouTube period. If you don't have the exclusive release, most likely you don't have the right to put it on YouTube, but you do it anyway. We don't want to do that. We don't want to allow you to put yourself in a bad position. If you want to, go for it. If you want to go put your music on YouTube, that's up to you. But we understand there is a, I guess, a gray area for a lot of artists that they don't realize, yes, you can make a music video, but no, you cannot monetize that music video if you don't have mm -hmm. the right beat. And that's where we're right now trying to figure out like, is it worth it to automatically monetize for these people when most people will get in trouble for doing it? Or could get so, in trouble. Yeah, and we don't want you to get in trouble. So we don't want to automatically do it. And we also aren't your attorney. So we don't know if you can do it. So if you can do it, you should go do it yourself. Um, and that's kind of the spot we're in right now. Yep. So other than YouTube, which you'll be able to click a box and hit apply and have it be done for free. Other than that, we do everything that a distributor does. Um, there's nothing else that we cannot do that another distributor can do. Um, some of them try to get you, they try to trick you with tools that you can use to market yourself like pre-save boxes and those little landing pages of put my, you know, listen to my song here, listen to it here. You know, we have that too. That's another one, but you're still doing the marketing. They're not running ads to that. They're not posting it anywhere. Um, Songflower, we really think, you know, so we've already got 400 songs on there. 
Um, we think it's off to a good start. We really haven't put a lot of attention into advertisements yet. It's pretty much been word of mouth from, uh, from de novo clients and like their friends. And it's off to a good start. We think here now we are essentially done growing the business out, growing the service out. So now it's time to just grow the clientele in there. We really think um, a lot of people are going to like it once they realize that this is the way that they should distribute music. Uh, once they realize that all of these distributors are doing the same thing, the difference is how you pay. And once they I, realize that we're the most artist-friendly way to pay for music distribution, I think our numbers are going to grow. The Business of Music Podcast, presented by DeNoval Agency. DeNovalAgency.com. .com. .com. If you are an independent recording artist, we know that you're fed up with unnecessary fees and giving away your royalties to a music distributor. Songflower introduces lifetime distribution, the most artist-friendly way to release music. It's just $10 for a single, $20 for an EP, and $30 for an album to have Songflower distribute your music for life. To all of the streaming platforms that you need to be on, Songflower never charges you any upgrades or hidden fees, and they will never take one penny of your royalties. Check out Songflower.com to see why lifetime distribution is the right move for you and your music business. The Business of Music Podcast. I knew we were onto something before we started this. But what confirmed it to me recently was all these other companies reaching out, asking for partnerships, trying <laughs> to use what Songflower is doing as like a selling point for their company. Mm. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's because you don't know how to grow your brand or you're not offering something right. And really, I'm not willing to risk what we have as artist friendly with a company that pretty much we're not involved in because mm. I don't know of. I don't know of any other artist-friendly companies in music, <laughs> really. I, I just don't. And I highly doubt that these few people reaching out or companies reaching out are actually artist-friendly. And, right. and I do expect, yes, there's probably something hidden or they have something they want to get out of it. They're taking a percentage or something. Um, so yeah, seeing consistent like spam pretty much, it doesn't work. So if you're listening to this now and you're spamming me, I'm not going to answer you about your company and opportunity to partner with you. I don't <laughs> care at all. We don't care. Like you did it to both of my accounts the other day. You know who you are. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> if, and the other thing is some of these companies, they come to us with like next level ideas. And it's funny because Elliot and I have talked about these, the same things they're doing like two years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, we could do that, but it really did this. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going, we did this. No one's ever thought of this. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's the thing that everyone's talking about what they want to do. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Here's my idea. Great. Here's what we did. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we've already done. Here are now. now it's now when we talk about our next ideas, we actually have a leg to stand on because look what we've already done. You just yeah, got ideas. These people, <laughs> these people are like, this is what I'm going to do. I go, okay, uh huh. come back to me when you do. And right. even come the back other day, and someone did I, that I wish too. You the, I wish you luck, but just someone come to me when you just, got something. Yeah. I think it was last June, we got a message from someone saying what he wanted to do. He messaged me last week. Hey, I know it's been a while. 
<laughs> been a while. <laughs> you do that thing you wanted to do? Are you done yet? It was like, a, it's been a while. I know I told you I wanted to do, but I've been working on something else instead. I think you'd be interested. You No. No. <laughs> You couldn't finish the first one. Why would I be interested in the second one? This is Why do I want? Right. Why do I want to help you grow your business? Come to me it's when just, we have something we can grow together. How's that? That's what labels want too. It's not just exactly. us and Songflower. Labels are doing the same thing for artists. Yes, it would be great to be, to be signed to my label, for example. Why would I sign you? I, stop begging me. There's no reason to sign you if you don't have any fans or if you don't have any leverage. Someone right. also messaged me and goes. Well, give me an example of leverage. What budget do I need? And I was like, no, that's not it. Does If you release a song, does anyone listen to it without you doing anything? No, you don't have leverage. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have the loop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, we this sounds like a little uh, too real for some, but to, just to dial it back a little. I wish you all the best of luck, but it's the same of if you're going to a label or you have a little business idea or big business idea, that's great. But it's a lot harder to get someone to like see your vision and to see that you know what the fuck you're talking about. If all you have is an idea, show me what you got. Show me what you've done. Show me what you're doing about this idea because I have a million ideas a day. I don't need any more. But if you have something in that you're doing, Oh, I see what you're doing. Ah, oh, I could. Oh, I see this vision. This guy seems to actually know what he's talking about because everybody's anyone who's had three beers on a Friday night has a fucking million dollar idea. And so and it's the same with relatively to your music. Like, oh, every oh, you know what? If I just do this, if I just did that, if I just had a guy with five hundred thousand dollars who would invest in me, I would be popping. Like, OK, so would many people. <laughs> so like what do you have that you can bring to the table outside of your idea or outside of your song <laughs> i yeah i feel like a broken record at times but yes I think the thing is, is a lot of other companies and distributors, they're not telling you that. They're saying, oh, yeah, just sign up here and we'll fucking be famous in two months. <laughs> and like it's all about. So like the harsh reality of it is you in all likelihood won't do, won't be famous, won't have a successful music business. I can almost guarantee you won't if you're not doing something about it. If you think all you need to do is make the music period done, then you better be one of the most talented musicians of all time because nowadays the legwork is almost as important if not more important making the product is one thing you got to sell it having the idea of a great company is great but do something about it and i keep i'll keep ranting just because i like it and now what i hear all the time now is oh you know i just need funding i just need to People are stuck in this fucking idea that they need to go on Shark Tank or they need to have $100 million from a venture capitalist to start their website. And I'm like, dude, you can always be, you're always going to be waiting for something. Oh, if I just had 40 grand, if I just had this, if I just had that, if somebody just helped me do this. No one is going to come help you until you have something to show. And like, we started, we didn't have any money when we started DeNovo. 
we were like broke. Like we didn't need a venture capital. We didn't need a loan. What? Make a website, make some content. Instagram is free. What do you mean you need a bunch of money? Start telling people about what you're doing now. Oh man, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but hey, it makes it easier for people who are doing work and are doing things and are marketing their music the right way and are because everyone else is just waiting for someone to come tap them on the shoulder and give them 500 fucking grand for some idea that they're they have well it's also it's funny when we get someone who says oh they just need more money then you go on their instagram and everything is about how much money they blew on a shirt from supreme it's like you just need to use your money wisely your image doesn't mean anything really Got a I, fucking Rolex. I highly doubt anyone saw Post Malone and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. No, his music made him who he is. Like, we accept him for who he is because of it, how talented he is and what he right. did to get himself there. These people aren't doing that. They're spending money on the wrong things if they do have money, too. And they're going, I just need, I'll just hire a manager and they'll take care of it. Yeah. And when you hire a manager, most of them are jokes anyway, even ones who just sit there and name drop. One thing I do want to say before we leave, anyone, never trust someone who name drops in your first conversation. There's absolutely nothing that benefits you, them, nothing. They're so uncredible themselves that they have to drop someone else's name and right. pretend that they, oh, I know them. Oh, that well, means nothing. 15 years ago, I worked at a radio station. So. <laughs> and then I, and also this, if you sit there telling me all these years you worked at all these record companies, my follow-up question is always going to be, why don't you work there anymore? Why don't you work there now? Wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, right. There's something why? happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, just ask. So this happens often. And like, just think from the musician perspective and it's like a, an interesting perspective, an interesting pill to swallow. But sometimes you just got to be like, if you're that connected and that, why the fuck are you working with me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. on some level, like, wait, cause like everyone, and especially in music, not everyone, a lot of people are so fucking full of shit or they think that, well, if I don't necessarily know what I know, know what i'm trying to talk about if i have a rolex he'll believe me if i pull up yeah. in a mercedes he'll believe me if i name drop and if i told him i met some guy i met fucking bono and from you too once cool like <laughs> sweet i'm sure i've been on the same highway as bob dylan cool does that make me a fucking <laughs> music manager guru come on and like i just just or if you're considering a manager, do some sort of like grace period. Don't sign up right away to some guy who says he did something 20 years ago or says he knows fucking young thug's cousin and you should give me 20% right away and I'll do a whole bunch of shit for you. No, do, say let's work together for six months. Let's see what you do for me. If you do anything, then maybe we'll talk about it. And then legal side of it always put escalators in the contract almost like you're starting a business with someone you don't just give them 50 percent. make them earn it make these managers just earn that percentage that they're going to get don't right. just because him and his team can do all this stuff doesn't mean they're going to do it for you so why are you signing that piece of paper without guarantee that they're actually going to do it for you if they just 
join you on phone calls and pretend to be there for you and yell at anyone you're working with because they think they're, they've got your back doesn't help you because they're literally not doing anything for you. And the moment anyone asks them what they're doing, if their response is, you don't have to worry about me and what I'm doing, uh-huh. they're not doing anything. They are screwing you out of money. They are doing exactly what the music industry has always done, taking advantage of you. Unless they're actually doing something for you. If they, <laughs> anything, tell me anything you've done and I will go, okay, maybe you're a decent oh, okay. manager. Yeah. Well, King Trey's manager, Love him. He goes out of his way to answer every message, comment back to everyone. He is doing something. He doesn't need all the big connections or to pretend he worked with someone for 25 years because he literally has proof of what he's done and is doing. The guy who I always see, Barker, on Facebook, <laughs> yes, he did manage Taylor Swift, and he stands in front of those albums and makes sure that you see it at all times. Uh-huh. He did. But he is no longer doing it. And if you ask or him, managing anybody else. But either way, if he decides to manage you, if he is, he is a manager <laughs> of some of our clients. I know he is. Oh. If he is your manager, make him do something, not just be him. Him being him doesn't help you, especially with COVID. There, he is not calling Spotify and doing anything for you. There is nothing he can do. I promise. Get a manager who can do something or does something. Make them do something before you sign the deal, like Elliot said, or give them a, a not even a three months, six months. That's too long. Give them two weeks. Sign a deal. Go prove to me you can do this within two weeks or I'm out. That's in my deal. It's my opt-out. And then in four months, I have another opt-out because if you're not actually consider, like, oh yeah, I can put you on 200 playlists and get you radio spins in Seattle. Like I told the guy yesterday, literally on the phone, he was like, can you get us radio spins? I was like, yeah, but that's a waste of money. Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Don't, like, we can do everything they can do. It's all about money. If they're fronting you money, great. That is doing something. But if you're paying them and giving them a percentage, either or, they better be earning it. And most likely they're not. And earning it does not mean answering your emails. Or, yeah, (laughs) or taking phone calls for you. Right. And, like, because if you... When you need a manager is when you have too much shit going on. It's like if I have a business, you know, man, you know what? I am just very busy. I need to hire an employee. I've grown it to the point. You know what? I'm busy now. I can't or I can I can maintain all this, but I can't grow what I want to grow unless I give up time here. That means I need an employee. So in the the thing you like that you the difference between a business is I can just hire an employee. I don't need to say, hey, someone, I'll give you 20% of everything we make to do this task for me. That's what you're doing. If, if all your manager is doing is answering emails and booking shows that aren't happening and like, l- listen, if you don't have a ton of people hitting you up and trying to book opportunities with you, where's the benefit of answering emails? You know, what emails? Answering emails <laughs> or helping We've you do your merch like, well, you've got 11 shirts <laughs> i i need someone to book shows for me have you tried if have you have never it? tried then why do you need someone to do it i don't and have even you if you've done a exactly. show if you have even done a show before why are you having someone book you shows when you <laughs> do right you, even you don't even know list? the process do you know what a set list exactly is, is he gonna exactly. help you with that does he know does he even know your music i almost guarantee some of these people if you ask them like hey 
with as you're on a video call with them, go, hey, what's my number one song on Spotify? I'm just guarantee none of them will know. Very few will actually know your music and your audience. All they know is that you're paying them. And these big names, these people who name drop and do all that shit, they cannot be trusted based off of name dropping. If you sign a deal with them, I guarantee there is something in there that is going to screw you later on if you don't know what's in it. That's yep. that's it for me. <laughs> and one of those, you get one of those back, even if you go famous, you'll get one of those backstreet boy deals where like the manager made like 70% of the profit and then the group split 30. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he did the same thing. He copy and pasted with NSYNC. He said, okay, I'll just do this again with like a different fucking group of guys and do the same thing. Oh man, people are so dumb. It's funny. It's, it's not funny. It's sad actually because most artists sad. we talk to, independent artists we talk to, we talk to a lot of independent, like smaller upcoming artists. And what's sad is every time we see the word manager or hear from a manager, both of us have the same reaction every time we go. Jesus. <sighs> Why? <laughs> Another guy trying to be played. Literally, make it look like we they have, know what they're talking about. Yeah, come on. We've got some managers who talk to us who just talk to us to go back to the client and tell them like they made it up. They have no fucking clue. Oh, that's, they just that's take, fine. And yeah. it, admit it. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's part, it's like inherent with the relationship, right? Because it's music and there's a lot of people taking advantage of people. So when you get a manager, that person's supposed to take care of you, make sure that people aren't taking advantage of you. And instead of playing it coy and like, you know, they're getting, they get on the, uh, on the front, on the aggressive with it. And they're just like, well, you, you know, and it's like, all right, <laughs> I don't know, just in general, like from the artist perspective, our frustration isn't, isn't in the artist. It's in the people who take advantage of it. And I guess sometimes it spills over because it's like, how do you guys not see this shit? But that's our job. Our job is to show what's really going on. And if you aren't booking a bunch of shows on your own, there really isn't much a manager can do for you. If this particular, if, if you're in a big city and some guy has a big connection and really believes in you, Okay, I'll give you the anomaly. So that call it ten percent of the situations, and that would be high. Ninety percent of the people are people who like. Obviously, not all of them want to take advantage of you, but they a lot of them either think music's cool, they're your friend, they want to get involved in like, oh, this will be sweet. Like, they want to become involved, but. Do they actually like just getting involved isn't worth becoming a business partner of 20%. That'd be like me hiring an intern and giving them 20% of my company because they're doing these little tasks for me. What part of the actual business are they actually doing? You don't have Paul Rosenberg there. You don't have some guy who's groomed 10 clients to be huge, most likely. Because if you did, you wouldn't need our program. And that's the thing. Like it, it, I get managers wanting to help. Of course I get it. But like, as an artist, like be selective with who you're choosing to sign a giveaway music forever. Just to some guy who did something 15 fucking years ago, or to somebody who's your friend and they really want to help. Like, that's great, but pay them a salary, like a normal business. Why are you giving them and 20%? You would never hire someone at a company you own without at least vetting what they claim. 
Like right. look into it. Odds are, if you think about it, they're probably telling you they worked like 75 years in the music business and they're like 45. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google them. Google the name. Just uh, ask yourself the, the, the first questions that come to mind. If this person was such a big shot 10, 15 years ago, what are they doing now? Hmm. Why are they doing this? Why are they working with me? Why are they working with some nobody, me? And like, that's fine. But like, and like you what said happened? before, it's hard to swallow that pill and be like, or just to be like, instead look, of I, thinking, I don't, I don't think my talent of, is a nobody, but right now my music business, I'm a nobody. Why is this guy who thinks, who's claiming to do, to be way up here and have all these connections at all these radio stations, then why the fuck is he all the way down to me? Yeah, it's not even your nobody. It, exactly. It's you could be good. Great. You're, but at this point, who are you to them? It's hard to think. It's, it's a lot like the scam emails, if you think about it. They email, they go, hey, I heard your music. It's great. We'd love to sign you. That's what most of these managers are doing. They're not giving you examples. Did they reach out to you and go, hey, I heard this song, this song, this song. I think this song could be your next hit. You need to focus on this song. I'd love to help. If I got that email, you go, huh, this, hmm, what's he, huh, he might know something. Cool. I'll hear him out. And if you're going and asking for a manager, you're probably even in a worse spot. Right. There's a, yeah, hey, exactly. You're going looking <laughs> and you're like, oh, this guy, hey, can you manage me? He's going to be like, sure, pay me. He doesn't give a fuck if you succeeded or not. You know where you'll meet a good manager is at a place, at a good venue that you book for yourself. And then someone be like, hmm, wow, this kid booked. Okay, well, I bet if he booked here, I could book these other five places that I have connections to. You might as well pick up some guy on the street and be like, hey, here's what I want to do. Can you do these things for me? They're like, I mean, I can answer your emails and I can make phone calls, but are you good? Can you close? Do you have any connections right now actively in this decade? What's also crazy is a local manager is probably better than some big shot no some name guy who yeah because if you think about it, if you can get a manager who manages some other bands in your city and you go and do a show and they they're doing shows too their manager is going to be there they're going to see you and most likely hey I've never seen you before uh, love to talk I've got these four bands coming up next I booked them all I would love to help you and that would be better beneficial for most independent artists than Rick Barker <laughs> who. Literally, like you'd be like, hey, can you book a show for me, Rick? He'd be like, where? He'd be like, ah, you know, Dover, New Hampshire. That was weird. He'd be like, yeah, you know, Dover, New Hampshire. He'd go, uh, sure, let me Google <laughs> and see yeah. what's there. And he'd go pull out. He'd be like, uh, what one do you want? Well, Why? <laughs> yeah, there's just a big difference between a manager and like a consultant. You know, like the man, like it's one thing to have a guy who's like been in the, like to me, like Rick. Sounds like a consultant, not like an active hands-on manager. I'm like, look, if you want, here I can give you my advice on here's what I would do, but I'm not going to go do it for you. And like, just even that, even that guy. Okay, so just Taylor, she, you're probably in the same town that Taylor Swift was from, or somebody. You had a connection, and then her parents knew you, and then like, okay, and you got her her first demo deal, and as soon as she was out of it, she got somebody else, and she made millions and like, yeah, maybe you helped, but come on, if you did such a good job, then why aren't you still working for her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, here, let me end it with this uh, email. I just got. 
hello, I am looking into your awesome new music distribution platform and it looks promising. I'm a big fan of James L. And that is how I found you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Then it goes on to be like, I'm inquiring about a partnership. No. <laughs> we're good. If and, you check out the website, you'll see we're chill. <laughs> yeah. You can distribute your music on our platform if you want, but we don't need to have a fucking partnership. <laughs> it's ten dollars, man. What kind of partnership are you looking for? <laughs> I want, want eight fifty per song. I need eight fifty. I need eight fifty. I'll get you an extra quarter on the back end, huh? Make it eight eight seventy five. Eight seventy five. Nine dollars is as high as I'm going. If you <laughs> let me upload for five dollars and then give me five dollars every time I send a client, we can have a partnership. It's like, no, that would defe- defeat the whole purpose of everything we have going on here, right? Because that's not artist friendly. You're being shady behind their back. <laughs> We go as low as we can for a reason. <laughs> like it's not- your value add, yeah. Your value add to the client should be like, hey, look, I found the best distrib- distribution platform. I talked to him and set it all up. Let's go. It's only 10 bucks. Boom. Value mm-hmm. add. Not, ooh, let's, I bet I can make $5 off of each song by being shady. Come on. $5. Be in the long run. Get distribute it right get it out get a show you'll make way more than five dollars even if they got 10 clients that'd be fifty dollars huh <laughs> sweet <laughs> all right i'm done we got phone calls coming up soon yeah all right well anyone who's still listening <laughs> make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel you'll see more ridiculous videos about james and i going back and forth um thanks for listening to the business of music podcast Goodbye. The Business of Music Podcast presented by DeNovo Agency. DeNovoAgency.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business of Music Podcast. We love to hear feedback. Shoot us an email to contact at DeNovoAgency.com so we can answer your questions on the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to learn even more and check out DeNovoAgency.com to see how we can help you grow your music business. Until next time, this has been the Business of Music Podcast.